I'm Christian Humes. And I'm John Paul Murphy. And you're listening to Watch, Watch World. World. Tonight we'll be talking about the latest episode of Doctor Who, titled The Witchfinders. This is the eighth episode of the 11th series of Doctor Who. John, initial thoughts, hot takes on The Witchfinders. Um, I thought it had good moments, but overall was a little bit messy mm-hmm. and a little bit dense. I think there was like one too many elements going on here. It was a little slow for me, too. Which is weird because it kind of like jumps right in. Like, yeah, it, it abruptly does. starts. <laughs> it does. It certainly does. Uh, I think overall, and this isn't to say it's terrible or bad, but this is probably my least favorite episode of the season. It's the only one that I it ended and I was like, oh, I don't know if I really liked that a lot. Yeah, I would say probably compared to all the other episodes so far, it is probably the weakest just from, I think, an overall standpoint. I would agree, yeah. And I think part of it is is that, you know, many of these episodes are not lighthearted. In fact, most of, if not all episodes, deal with life and death situations. Yeah. And some of them have been quite dark and even touched on very serious topics. But yet for this one, it somehow seems the most bleak. And like depressing and dismal and like it's weird because it's like it is it is what you say, but at the same time, then you have like Alan Cumming running around like being King James, and it's kind of goofy. I I think maybe if he was a little bit more goofy, maybe if he was like slightly like he played it maybe just straight enough that it didn't pull it out. Like he sort of maybe been slightly more cartoony. Like when we had the sort of Trump. He was pretty cartoony. He was pretty cartoony. Just yeah. the way he, uh, his delivery on everything was so like, yeah, so well. <laughs> I think it's just because it seems so awful for everyone that <laughs> uh, it just it wasn't as fun as some of even the darker episodes were. Um, but it was still it was still decent. It was decent. It was fine. It just wasn't my favorite. Yeah. But we can get into that as we talk about the episode. So where does it start since it drops us right into it? I mean, we kind of abruptly start where like we're in 16th century England and. I guess at the end of the last episode, we, we no, it, it didn't set up any like this at the end of the Kerblam. They just kind of, it's the crew and they're all just, they're walking through this village. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it just starts, they, they're like, this is where we're going. So, um, yeah. And interesting that enough, this is a, now the third sort of, let's go back in history episode. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's a big staple of Doctor Who. Okay. You got a time machine. You got to go back in time, right? Yeah. No, I wasn't sure if, how frequent this is as far I'd as... I'd say it's 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 somewhere between a quarter to a third of the episodes okay. each season. Yeah. Because I feel like I would like enjoy more of the space stuff as like yeah. a majority and then like maybe one or two of these kind of let's go into Earth's history. It's almost evenly divided between futurist space stuff where it's like they're in far out future, totally different places that have nothing to do with Earth, modern day Earth, and then past. It's it's sort of a it's almost even split between those three mo- yeah. settings in time. I agree. Yeah, um, and they don't quite know where they are at first, um, but right. then they guess. Graham basically recognizes a mountain somewhere, and they're like, "Oh, we're in like North uh, Lancaster or whatever they said there." Um, whatever they said somewhere in England. But. Yeah, I appreciated that they didn't do Salem witch trials, and I did find it to be an interesting twist when 
they were talking about there was no record of any of this happening because then it made me immediately think, okay, well, then there's definitely probably some kind of alien involvement taking place here. But it seems like as the episode goes on, it was actually the humans who sort of caused the original. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's funny to think about the episode in total because, like, I really actually enjoyed the whole, like, witch aspect of it. Yeah. And then once it became... And then I was okay when it became the whole zombie part. But then when they added on the whole alien thing at the end, I was just like, all right, this is one too many hats. Well, (laughs) typically anything that's on the show, it's always going to be aliens. Like, if it's it's zombies or if it's uh, magic, whatever it is, it's going to be because of an alien technology or an alien species. I enjoyed the the spiders just being born out of, uh, you know, corruption, basically. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's true. That's one of those rare times where <laughs> things just got weird. It, every now and then that is the case where it is just something strange and sci-fi that has nothing to do with uh, some sort of foreign technology or species. Yeah. Um, I There was a great moment of misdirection where they made it really seem like it was going to be magic. Yeah. There was a few kind of misdirections overall. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of... And then they definitely play with the mystery of like who... What's really going on? Obviously, around the the, the main woman, um, I think her name was Savage. Her last name, Miss um, mm-hmm. Savage, and she's the one that's basically trying to purge the village of a witch or the witches, I guess. And she built this elaborate dunking machine out of, <laughs> of a tree branch. Um, yeah. So yeah, the crew basically stumbles upon this um, the scene where they they're basically going to dunk this. Uh, accused witch. Old Mother Twiston. Yeah, she's been accused of being a witch and they're going to dunk mm-hmm. her. And if she floats, she's a witch and they're going to kill her. But if she drowns, she's not a witch and her soul gets sent to heaven, I guess. This was like the most wild thing about this. And it, it's one of those historical artifacts where you you hear it and you go, well, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, it reminded me of Monty Python, the Holy Grail. You know, yeah. they have that scene in there where she's like, oh, if we... If we compare her weight to a goose, because gooses float, then she floats and she must be a witch. <laughs> it's just so strange. It's like, okay, so if she lives, she's a witch, and we're going to kill her. If she dies, then we know she wasn't a witch, and everything's okay. It's like, well, no, that means you just killed an innocent person. <laughs> yeah, and... The, the th- that doesn't mean everything's okay. That means you're a terrible human being. The theme of this episode really centers around how misogynist like sexist this time was towards women in general and it, it very few men in this now but like the way that they're treated in this episode and particularly the the, the yeah. doctor as far as this is the most she's kind of been pointed out as a woman in this episode yeah. because king james basically keeps calling her lassie <laughs> um which i thought was interesting but um you know, she's and she's put in the, under the most threat in this episode too, because eventually she is accused of being a witch. So, I, of course she is. Yeah. So whereas I felt like so in the Rosa episode, it was kind of about race relations. You know, centered around race. In the Demons of Punjab, it was you know not they weren't really a, a threat per se, other than just being foreigners. And in this one, yeah. it's more about like women being the threat. Yes. To them to the men yeah episode passed the bechdel test for sure <laughs> I, I think so right did oh absolutely yeah yeah i mean there's plenty of moments with 
what was her name? Twiston, the younger one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Willa, with Willa and with uh, Yaz together. Yeah, Willa's accent really bothered me. Oh, I, I like Willa. swear. <laughs> It, it was, did remind me a little bit of like a wishbone recreation at times. Yeah, it was like maybe I, I couldn't tell if she was uh, if that was an authentic accent or if she just wasn't very good at delivering yeah. her lines in that accent. I don't know. It was just there was it's certain lines say. where her saying like "I'm really sorry," like I don't know. It was just kind of. <laughs> it was weird. maybe she has like a thick northerner accent and she uh, was trying to make it more proper English. That's true. That's true. That's more uh, more possible, it seems. So, what's her name? Becca, right? Becca Savage is the yeah. one. She owns all the land. And this is one of those interesting things, Rod, to go to the back of my head and think about how the more, like, feudal times worked. I'm like, oh, okay, so the landowner sort of ran everything. Like, this is why, where the term landlord comes in, and it's very different. Because the owners <laughs> of the land, they don't just own their property. They own, like, the whole town. They own massive, like... A small part of of the country, essentially, and then the king comes to them directly. It's almost like they're the governor. Yeah, if it's sort of a mix between like a govern a mayor governor type of position mixed with like a CEO, because they also yeah. are the kind of owner of all the economics. Of and the- she's also like in charge of law enforcement. Like she sentences people to death. Yeah, and it is crazy to think that's what the um this this time period was about and all that stuff but it's amazing we've made it this far (laughs) i mean yeah it's good thing we live in a time period now where like people aren't accused of things and sentences are carried out like willy-nilly yeah i don't know i don't know what point i'm trying to make but (laughs) i don't know uh there was a a moment where they're walking back to Miss Savage's home right before they meet King James, and she goes off about how they don't have horses because they killed them all because they're, like, the devil's yeah steed or something insane. And I'm like, oh, this is, like, not a good situation for the doctor to be in. <laughs> I, I really thought it was not going to be anything alien or, like, magical, and it was just going to be like, oh, we're going up against this a crazy person. And yeah. it's kind of about, like, you know like extreme faith to a destructive degree versus like reason you know it's going to be kind of like that type of like a situation but then it sort of is a little bit but yeah um, it kind of then just gets buried in the mud at the end literally right yeah (laughs) but she still wasn't the alien yet the alien hadn't taken over her yet had it not no no oh okay so okay so she believed she knew that she was infected by the alien but she believed that it was like demons and so she thought if she got rid of the witches then the demons would go away i see okay yeah that that makes sense then visually this also like reminded me a lot of the ring i don't know why oh yeah for sure i could get on board with with that like the with the tree on the hill and when she revealed that like she cut it down it reminded me of like the tree that was on the hill overlooking the well yeah stuff and i could see that kind of dark this would have been a good halloween episode creepy victorian stuff is always (laughs) yeah kind of yeah, when a good rule of thumb is it's probably going to be something alien related. But typically, I think that the reason that they do this, which is clever, is it's a fun way of taking you back to this historical periods where they'll usually pick a time where either some incredible event happened that people are still talking about today or just people were acting insane. And it's like, wow, it's crazy that this took place. And then 
they use a way to say like, oh, well, that's because actually aliens were involved because it's like a nice place to like fit them in. Yeah, it's it's interesting in that they decide when to use that and when not to use it. And obviously you don't want to make it seem like aliens are involved with every aspect of human right you know culture and society um because i think you you can definitely overuse that trope too much yeah yeah that's that's true it is used a lot but i mean also the doctor who universe is like littered with alien life it's not it's i mean even more so than say a star wars like <laughs> yeah i just i just worry if it becomes too much like an ancient aliens episode oh okay yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> where it's like you know you can't see my face, people listening, but it's like aliens, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> you know, so I, 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 it is fun when it, they when the problem is more practical. I think maybe it's just me thinking thinking back to the arachnids in the UK, and that's like, oh, that was a self made problem that they had to solve. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's fine. I think, but again, I think the biggest problem in this episode is that there's w- one too many elements. Yes, you know, amongst everything, because basically what happens, King, you know, we get the arrival of King James, Alan Cumming. Uh, he's decided to come to this region to hunt witches. <laughs> um, I didn't really know much about King James other than he did, I guess, transcribe the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it is like the very common use of the Bible for a lot of Christian religions nowadays because mm-hmm. um, it used to be in Latin. And other, you know, dead languages that... Um, <laughs> yeah. And Graham apparently gives him uh, some words for it. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Marty McFly in Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here's rock and roll. Enjoy. Yeah, here's some here's some proverbs. <laughs> I, um, think, I think his character was fun, especially because I didn't see it coming. Like, I expected him to just be the like witch hunter man and he would be like evil but he wasn't like he really thought like he was like doing the right thing like he seemed like a rich kid that was that was born into you know like money and was just like i'm gonna change the world like i'm doing the right thing like but yeah, he's so oblivious to, like the harm he's causing there's an interesting storyline between him and ryan basically where later um like i think is it it's Ryan, right? That asked him of his backstory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they kind of bond a little bit over, like, he's like, well, I lost my mom and my nan. And it's like, well, I lost, like, all my family. <laughs> yeah. And you, 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 like, realize, like, he's driven a bit by his, you know, because I, I bet being, like, a royal, like, a, a king back in those times was so much, str- like, pressure and stress. Right. Because if you, I mean, it, mo- it, killing the king, that was it. Like, that was the hierarchy back then. <laughs> Yeah, and just like you know, usually you're 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 named as a baby, you know, the prince, and sometimes like when your father dies super early, it's like you become a ki- you know a king at age six, and you just you know messes with you, <laughs> and you know it's amazing how much those type of systems have uh, affected our day, you know, our lives today, <laughs> the way the world works. So, I mean, we we our country fought a war over it. That's true. And we eventually ended up electing our own King James. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, um, when you say there were too many elements, I really think there was a very easy way for them to stick the landing better, which would have been to not have them be zombie-like. When the, f- the first time we saw them, and that was what the 
the magic misdirection. It was when um, the uh, the younger girl Willa and Yaz were out, and it seemed like Willa was doing like an incantation, but she was actually sort of saying a prayer for yes. for her mother and this like vine comes up out of the ground and I was like, Oh shit, maybe there's magic happening. It's what my first thought. And then of course I'm realizing, okay, there's going to be something extraterrestrial or something, especially when it starts to grab Yaz, but it could have easily been, uh, an extraterrestrial plant life or something. It didn't have to be the zombie twist. I think was like the, the, like just the inch too far. Yeah, I think I would agree. And I think you could have tied in almost like there was a type of infestation of, of alien plant life that ties in with the crops dying and yeah. the animals acting weird and maybe even like it's setting the, the people off a certain way. I think, yeah, yeah you definitely could have fit that in without, cause I think, yeah, again, the zombie part comes out of nowhere a little bit because then you're not sure are they just zombie witches? Are they all witches? Correct. Correct. And then you're, by the time you kind of like realize no, then you're kind of rushing to the last 10 minutes and you realize there's this race of imprisoned, uh, like Groot like creatures I don't know what that <laughs> yeah they they should have ended it with something where you know I think for it to really come full circle she admits and she sort of gives in to the alien is what happens and then she just becomes which I, I don't think was a satisfying ending for her I think a better ending would have been she should have because she actually believed the things she was saying she really thought that if she got rid of evil she thought it was evil that was causing this to her if yeah. she really thought that getting rid of the evil is worth the sacrifice of life I think the better way for them to have done it would have been to have her sacrifice herself. Like, let's say it was something as simple as like, well, we just need to burn the forest where they're from and like all of them need to die, which means even her. So she would have had to like sacrifice herself for it to go away before it would like spread too far. Something like that would have been really simple, nice way to tie it up. I would, I agree there's a way to simplify it, but maybe I like her sort of being the antagonist of the story and that like, she is coming at it from a very selfish point of view. Oh, no, I appreciate that, too. You I'm know, just thinking, like, the way they resolved it with her would could have been better. Yes. Um, I think by the... And by the time they get to the end and she's, like... The, the, the alien's basically taking full control of her. Yeah. That alien is just... It's so, almost like if, yeah. you, if you input into an AI system, like, uh, ranting... Um, maniacal like villain speech <laughs> that was basically her like i didn't understand like i didn't really remember a thing she said but it was just all like i will destroy you and your people and you will all bow down to me yeah and they purposely were waiting to get the king there yeah and this yeah <laughs> it was a number of strange decisions that other than that, though, I think the rest of the, the episode was fine. It, it really, I think, I think the end harmed the way the episode lands a lot, which kind of makes sense. But um, that was really the moment of too far. I did really appreciate the whole magic wand with her sonic screwdriver. Yeah. And the fact that her, like, whatever, her magical papers worked. Yes. Somehow. Yeah. In this world. Yeah. Well, they would have papers there. I guess. So I, I'm pretty sure someone would be like, why is that all futuristic looking? Like, why does that look so different? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed all that. Um, then I did, I did enjoy the twist of her being the, the doctor being, uh, accused of being a witch and having to kind of that moment between her and, and King James. Yeah. About, um, I think was good. I think that was very interesting. 
I didn't like how twice uh, Jodie uh, Whittaker had to get wet. <laughs> she had to jump. She got dunked one time, and then she jumped into the river to save the 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 grandma. I guess it's probably very cold. Yeah, I just felt bad for her. She had to do it twice. <laughs> Uh, what you know? This was just like one little. This is going back a little bit. What we were talking about, but when King James first appeared, and they were saying who everyone was, and then they get over to Ryan, I was just immediately wondering. Okay, I'm pretty sure they still had slaves back then. He refers to him as a Nubian prince. Yeah, which is interesting because I, 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 the kind of makes. And then he assumed he did torture. Yes, <laughs> it's kind of funny how they did they. Again, it's like they sort of Ryan and Yaz's race didn't really factor in at all, but it was more of like the king was more offended by the doctor's sort of um, almost boldness and like as a woman, and that that yeah. was what he was more offended by. <laughs> yeah, sixty century. And I think England. it's <laughs> because the doctor carries herself as the leader of the group, and they all look to her. Whereas like Yaz seems more like a support, and so he's like, oh well, she must be the assistant, so he doesn't question Yaz. But when it comes to the doctor, it's like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, but it's funny that they, whereas like, and then you flip that in Rosa, where it's like, the, obviously race was a big factor, and then but nobody really cared about the doctor looking dressed as she was, or you know. Well, it helps they're out of country. That's true. That's true. <laughs> right? Who knows what people in in the UK were wearing back then at that time? Who knows? Um, doctor, who knows? Doctor, who knows? Uh, that. Uh, other kind of weird part was um king james's like like bodyguard guy oh yeah he has like it's i think it's a really undeveloped written part but like i think it was they were setting up saying like oh he's my like loyal bodyguard and then he gets like killed right away (laughs) as soon as they run into the zombies i guess um but i thought there was gonna be this whole thing with them being lovers or something i don't know I liked the very, it was like Frankenstein-like imagery when they all are lighting the torches and they're headed up. Like, that was a really cool moment. I could see them in, in there when they were, I think, writing this. They were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a kind of a reverse uh, witch burning. And that, like, our heroes are the ones going to the hill to with their torches to stop this from happening. Right. Whereas back then it would have been like, oh, let's go burn the, hitch on the, the witch on the hill, you know? <laughs> Just a good old witch burning, John. Gotta bring him back, you know. But the way the way the world is, there's witches around us. Witches everywhere. Do you have any other uh, things that stand out to you that you think need to be discussed on this one? No, I think you know. I obviously the, the um, production design and the costuming was really good. I think. Yeah, they did a good job with that. Um, all that was good. The special effects were fine. I think the end, the battle, obviously we had a lot of problems with it, and it looked a little funky. But I like the I, the visually with the rain and the mud was kind of cool. But just the whole like the villain is just this giant vine whip thing <laughs> coming out of that tree stump. It's a little little lame, but whatever. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Could be worse. Yeah, none of that. Nothing. Just you know, obviously Alan Cumming, very famous actor that a lot of people recognize from stuff. Probably the most recognizable other than Mr. Big <laughs> in a previous season or a previous episode. Yeah, I think, um, you know, each episode has sort of moved the characters all forward. This one felt, I think, maybe most important to the doctor yeah. than anyone else, Yeah, right? Yeah, I would agree. This really was like a challenge for her. 
Yes. Whereas the other ones, it was a lot more obvious, like, who it was for and how it was affecting. Sometimes there have been one or two where it was more about the whole team dynamic, but this one really was, I guess, about, like, the doctor getting pushed forward. Um, it, this this season has really actually been, and they did say that it would be like this, it has been a big departure from the larger overarching concept that the previous seasons have had where it's felt more like they were maybe possibly building towards something but also that's always been more in the background and like it just sort of suddenly abrupts they might really actually be dropping little hints so it really does feel like every now and then when anytime something's happened on earth she's like okay why are you here like who said this is okay so it's like it does feel like they're headed somewhere with that like someone's gonna yeah there's gonna be a reveal of some kind and it's interesting they only have two episodes left right uh and then i think the holiday episode yeah so it's almost like if they're gonna drop something it's probably gonna be a a sort of cliffhanger maybe to the season yeah possible season possible it also could be that with the first season back they didn't want to focus on that they wanted to really just like nail the more you know procedural but so far it's worked for them because this is the the weakest episode and it hasn't it wasn't bad but um you know, the rest of them, I thought, have all actually been pretty good. No, I, so. I think as an episode, it's still, like, watchable and a very... In, it's still an enjoyable episode. Yes. In terms of watching Doctor Who, but I would say... I would agree, yes. It is probably the weakest of the season so far. Man, I gotta tell you, I really liked Kerblam last week. Yeah, and I think the timeliness of it really helped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A friend, a friend of the show, Omar Najam, did you see his tweet? Yeah. The... He, if you're a listener to our show, maybe you saw this tweet virally. He, uh, our friend, made a Amazon postage commercial. He applied the music from Winter Soldier to it. It made the rounds. <laughs> we gotta have Omar on this. I've invited him on multiple times, but that is a busy man. Um, I have some things here, John. Okay. Uh, so we, I typically have tried to recommend, yeah, an episode. You know, for people to talk about. Um, so I'm going to do that. I'm just actually getting the episode title right now. Uh, while you're getting that, uh, okay. I will recommend people, if you like this topic of witches and stuff, uh, on Netflix right now is The Witch, the movie. It's like a horror film. Uh, I think I recommended it on Zeitheist a while back, but um, it's a very good movie. A good, a good scary, spooky movie uh, about, you know, New England and the devil and <laughs> set in like 17th century. So check it out when you can. Uh, but make sure you put on subtitles because they talk in like an authentic New England dialect, I guess, for the time. So a lot of what they say, you do not understand what they're saying unless you're reading it. Perfect. So, um, so the episode I'm going to recommend to everyone is uh, from the former doctor and the title is Oxygen. And the reason I'm recommending this one is because it was Space Zombies. Space Zombies. <laughs> yeah. So if you want some more Space Zombie action, this is the episode to go with. Uh, it, it feels the most fitting based on what we uh, had in the latest episode. I'm really excited to see where they go with these. And I'm, again, a little a little sad. No Christmas episode. Oh, man, the Christmas specials were so fun. <laughs> They're all really fun. Highly recommend you watch one of those old ones at some point. But... Uh, I imagine the holiday will be just as great. Like, they always make sure to make them seem, like, really big. Like, way bigger and more special than a regular episode is. Other than maybe, like, a finale or something. Um, so, that's always exciting that we're getting there. Cool. And then, uh, and I'm just, I figure we should bring it up because there's only a few episodes left. Then we're doing The Bachelor 
next? Uh, yeah, I think if well, I don't know if we're gonna have runway. We have to do something in between for December. Do you want to do holiday movies? Well, I mean, <laughs> when when does I, the Bachelor start? I think mid January, but I don't know if the fire has changed the schedule. I thought look that up because remember the oh, I think the wow. mansion burned down. Yes, it did. Yeah, so yes, it did. That, okay, so then. We may or may not be doing The Bachelor next, <laughs> uh, which um, I guess we will find out. But there are two more episodes right now. So that's the 11th. Uh, and then there's the New Year's episode. So the week of, I guess, the last two weeks in December, we'll do something else. We'll probably do. Maybe we'll do holiday movies. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll figure that out. I think we did. I think we, I think we should do a Christmas movie and a New Year's movie. Yeah, we can figure that out. But that's just my take. Anyways. That's that's a pretty good suggestion. I just thought we should, you know, let people know what's going to happen. Uh, great, John. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Johnny B Good in LA, or you can listen to me also on the Zeitgeist podcast and Wishbony. And you can also find me on those shows or at Christian underscore Humes or on Ultimate Fictional Character or Unranked. And as always, John has a quote for you. This is too dark for me, man. Mm-hmm.